Hi, I'm Molly. And I'm David. And this is the Perspective View podcast. Today is our second episode of the four-part series on technology. Um, we'll be discussing regenerative medicine. So this is stuff like bioprinting, which is like 3D printing body parts. Which I didn't know was a thing. I thought people printed ears. And that was it. That was That's 3D knowledge. printing body parts, though. Yeah, but like I thought ears was it. And yeah, it turns out you can, in the future anyway, be able to print much more than ears. No, but like now you can already print much more than ears, and that's why I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, well, we'll get into this. So, um, yeah, so it's bioprinting. It's also known as 3D printing like body parts. Um, and it's basically like 3D printing. It works in the same way where like they build up layers of it. Like literally a 3D printer, but instead of having like little spools of plastic, it just has a cartridge with flesh. Yeah. <laughs> That's like this really weird visual that really creeped me out. Yeah, it's got like, it's, I think it's like liquefied. It's called mm. like bio-ink. Yeah. But yeah, it's basically just... called it ink, though. I know, yeah. Like, can you imagine if, like, a shipment went to the wrong place? Like, there's a warehouse with normal printer ink, and there's a warehouse with, like, bio-ink. Yeah, so when you, like, press print on your document, <laughs> instead of printing it in black ink, it prints it in like, flesh ink. <laughs> okay, well, that's probably not going to happen anytime no, no, soon. No. But, like, still, the fact that they called it ink made me think that that was possible. Yeah. I know. So yeah, it's bio-ink and then that's like all the cells and that's kind of the living part of it. Yeah, it's a living organism that they've grown in a lab. They've taken cells from a patient that needs a transplant, like usually yeah. is from that patient and just grown the body part that they need. Yeah, they grow, well they grow the cells in the lab and they put it in the 3D printer yeah. and then it builds it like layer by layer. To the exact specification yeah. that they want. Because that was one thing I saw was that like so 3D printing bones is actually really easy for them now. That's something mm. that they've, like, kind of perfected. Yeah, I saw that they did it for a jaw, I think. Mm. They did it for a jaw bone. And there was just this little part of the bone that was broken, and they couldn't, like, normal medicine couldn't fix that. And instead of recreating a whole bone, they just sort of made a bridge for where that bone was broken. Mm. And now six months later, they've got a completely fixed jaw, or whatever part, of the, whatever bone that I saw. Wow. I think they also do it for cartilage, that's what I found. Mm, like ears, yeah. ears and nose. Because they, they don't... Yeah, that like was bones, the one I knew don't. about. Because yeah. mm, like bones, they don't like perform a function. They're just yeah. kind of there. Mm. Um, I think bones perform some sort of function. Yeah, but other than, <laughs> other than being rigid... <laughs> Who needs a skeleton? <laughs> just get rid of it. You know what I mean? Like, instead of being rigid... Your summer body's here. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, like cartilage, like it doesn't really. It's just, it's just a structural thing. It's yeah. just to give it like a structure. Yeah, you don't need an ear really. It's like if it's like if you're in an accident, and your ear got chopped off. It wouldn't be top one priority. No. To reconstruct that ear straight away. Compared to like the heart. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not a necessity. Organ, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like once these things finish printing, like you'd imagine, like there'd be like so much testing involved. But because how they've done it, like. Medicine is so thorough, and so is manufacturing these days. The fact that these two things have been combined, once this organ has been printed, they don't really need to do much testing on it. They just put it straight into a human. They just check to see, like, is it aight? Yeah, it's aight. Let's put it in a body. Yeah, but I think it's because it's in the like early stages. Yeah. So these people have basically signed their life away to say, like, yeah. if anything goes wrong... I can't sue anyone, like, I'm, like, I'm being tested on. Yeah, but, like, they perfect the organ that they're creating 
before mm. they do it so willingly in humans. Like, obviously, there's the whole, like, ethical thing going on. Yeah. You're not allowed to just use human trials. It has no. to be proven it's to used, work. Yeah. And you usually have to use animal trials, right? That was something else that I actually found, was that with 3D printing body parts, they could also 3D print animal body parts, mm. specifically to test other drugs on. So instead of testing it on mice, for example, mm. like some tests you might have to do on mice, but you could maybe 3D print the bit of a mice that you'd need to test it on. So say if it was like a new skin product. The body could... shop's USP is going to disappear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly, because now then you could you could test it on human skin yeah. that wasn't on a human. Yeah. It hadn't been taken from a human. It had just been oh, no, 3D printed. I not that use. That would be really good, because as well, I suppose you could turn that into like a really specialised, personalised thing. Like, imagine going into Debenhams and they take a little skin graft and they test certain products on your own skin. Yeah, literally, yeah. yeah. Could, you could 3D print... Yeah, I guess so, yeah. You could maybe 3D print... Because everyone's skin. skin's different. Like, I remember, like, certain things would really make me go rashy and I could only use simple for, like, 10 years. I don't think it's perfect, though, because it's, like, the 3D printed thing doesn't perfectly represent skin. Mm. It, just, it can just perform all the same functions, but it yeah. might be, like... It could at be a different. cellular level, it's a bit different. Differently. But um, yeah, it was something I thought was really cool. Cause then, like, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. I hadn't thought about animals at all in this. That's quite bad. I <laughs> thought that like, they might have tested on animals at any point. I was just like, they went straight into humans. It's which they obviously selfish, didn't. Like, not, not caring about them. Oh, it's, I haven't seen my cat in ages. I've just forgotten, But um, yeah, so I thought was something that was really cool. That, but obviously, I think the end goal really is like um, 3D printing like hearts. Mm. And well, and I was watching um, a TED talk. Mm. That's my knowledge base. Is TED talks? Yeah. <laughs> I know everything. Um, it's a good, it is a good place to get. It was a really old TED talk, to be honest. Like to be fair, it wasn't really up to date. So I don't know how. Like I took everything with a pinch of salt and imagined that certain advancements had already happened and certain other ones hadn't. But they said that ninety percent of people on transplant lists are waiting for kidneys. Mm. So ten percent of like the other ten percent is all the other organs. And because so many people are living longer, there's more transplants needed for older people. And the amount yeah. of people donating organs hasn't gone up at all, really. So you've got way more people waiting for them. Well, death rates are going down, aren't they? So mm, exactly. I think that, I mean, so it's just older people but... needing new stuff and no one giving it to them. Because no one's really an organ donor. Yeah, so that's the end goal, is to be able to just 3D print it. Exactly. So they could take your DNA, 3D print mm. your, you know, your personalised, perfect... Or, or kidney, yeah, and put it in you and it would work. Yeah, so there's a lot of people trying to print kidneys, and apparently only a few teams of scientists have managed to do that because kidneys perform such a specific function that getting it printed is fine, but getting it working is a whole other thing. Mm. I think that's the thing that like could hold regenerative medicine back isn't getting it printed like it's not getting a heart printed it's getting it to function as a heart because there's so many valves and so many things going into a heart yeah they're so complex that mm. even just through 3d printing and it could look like a heart feel like a heart it could work in a machine like in this perfect setting scenario in a machine as a heart but in a patient put under like the stress of yeah you can imagine like one thing goes wrong like, they did what, yeah, you, you, like, you don't want complications, you don't have to go back and toss the and then yeah. give you another one. Like, yeah. Something else is, like, the legal issues. So, like, you can't um, patent human body parts. So, 
Like, I was, yeah, I was thinking, like, you can't patent them. But usually with new medicines, people patent the medicine. Mm. Patent it, sorry. Um, yeah, so, because, like, you can imagine, like, why would a big pharmaceutical or medi- medical company spend so much money researching into something? The thing is, though, like... If they can't, like, patent it and then profit from it. The thing is, you then get companies, like, this is an issue that they have in America where there's... Um, a certain medical drug that I think half of Americans use on like a daily basis and it costs like five dollars for them to buy but it only costs like the actual cost for them to make a profit is like I think it's like 50 cents so they're really profiting from it to the point where most people can't afford to have it as often as they need it Mm. so there's things like that like I think but when it comes that's because they have a patent on it Exactly. So what I'm saying is, is it not better for medicine and for people, not for companies, that, they, that, that it can't be patented because then it would make them, one, want to do it quicker to be the first ones to do it and offer it. Mm. Because then there's the reliability thing, like people will say, well, they've done it for longer and they did it better. Brand name. Yeah, brand but competition, name. competition is always good. I just mean like there's less incentive for a private company. To kind of invest in it. So at the moment, but then it's it just... makes it manageable because if a private company in Britain did it, what are the chances that the NHS could then afford it? Um, I don't know, but I just mean like so. At the moment, I think it's relying a lot on university research mm. um, and government-funded research. Yeah. But when it gets to that stage where the government, I mean, they might they might fund it all the way because they might mm. deem it to be so important. Yeah. Um, but like usually it'll reach a point where. And it's that last hurdle that's bringing it to market mm. that the government will not usually fund it. Yeah. Um, and it requires like a private company. I'm just worried, but worried could, that they might not want to do it because... It could be a double-edged sword, though. As soon as a private company takes over it, they might say, yeah, OK, now each organ's going to cost you 10000 But then, because it can't be patented, another company could come in and say, well, we'll charge, only charge 5000 So it's, so it's good. That's I what just I'm saying. Mean, like, I think no it's incentive. good that it's not patented. Like, I mm. personally think that the pros of non-patents outweighs the cons i think the cons is just like companies want to make money well surely a pharmaceutical company can see the benefits of doing this mm. i just mean if there's no like patent law at the moment mm. half the medicines we have probably wouldn't be on the market when do no- new laws get created anyway yeah we are developing too fast <laughs> for our laws yeah well um i don't know what else really i mean it's just such a complex issue that I think like, I just, a complex thing, like, I just learned so much researching this that I like obviously like not many people just have general knowledge on regenerative medicine It's a kind of a niche thing to know but um, I saw that the teams that are working on creating a human heart like we mentioned before their reasons for making it most of the time is because they like it can be given specifically to children so imagine you're a kid and you need a new heart how many children do you think, on average, are dying mm. and donating hearts? Like how many parents are willingly donating their ch- children's organs? So kids that need hearts don't get them until they're, like, 18, if they've lived that long. Yeah, I can see that. Or they get given, like, the machine ones, but they can't get given a child-size machine heart to then get an adult-size one because that's not, like, money-wise, that doesn't make sense. So most of the time, children that need transplants don't get one for a heart. But if you grow one out of their own cells these organs will grow with them like a normal heart would. So your heart will grow. (laughs) That's like the benefit is that if you give them like a kid's size organ, 
it becomes an adult-sized organ. Would you say it's like man-made or natural? Uh, it is naturally manipulated by men <laughs> and women. And women, yeah, I was going to say. Women, women in science, yeah, like it's a weird thing, isn't it? Is it is it made by humans or is it natural? Because the, the material itself is kind of mostly natural. Like made by humans for humans. <laughs> yeah. We can brand this. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get on it. My graphic design degree has come into this. Brand three D body parts. Yeah, you could have a brand of a heart. You could literally. Oh my god, yeah, that's that's really strange. Because you see it now, like, hospitals get advertised all the time. Because obviously yeah. they need funding, yeah. Not like on TV. Yeah. What? We'll go over this later, I'll show you some ads. Uh, in America? No. There's in been, Britain? Yeah, there's been, like, a few different ads. They're obviously for... No, 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 like, Great Ormond Street. Oh, You know, where, like, it's give to a child, like... But that's, like, more like a charity, though. That's what I said, more like a char charity kind um. of ones. But it is the hospital that's doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, like, yeah, it's run by a hospital. Yeah, the charity is run by a hospital, the advertising, on. like, the real hospital, the real people in the hospital. Um, so I, I thought you meant, like, um, for example, like, oh, come to, like, <laughs> Queen Elizabeth <laughs> Hospital in Birmingham, because we provide great care. I was thinking, like, that's really, really weird really no. They're almost, like, wishing you to be ill, but, like... <laughs> don't crash on, don't crash near Manchester, crash near Birmingham. Yeah, we've got a great hospital here. Yeah, I, no. sorry, no, I get what you're saying now. <laughs> no, but like then that might change it so that um, a company doesn't really need to fund that much. They can advertise, like give to this <clears throat> company, and then there you go. What's the pattern got to do with it if they're getting funding from the public? Mm. They're getting funded. <laughs> <laughs> um, that went weird. I think uh, another thing I, I saw was a few, I think it was in 2013, an artist. They used um, DNA, to, so they they went out to the street and they like picked up like cigarettes or chewing gum or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was quite fresh. It had DNA on it. Yeah. And then from that DNA, they could then extract information from it, like you know, what was the skin color of this person? Mm -hmm. Probably how roughly how tall are they? Roughly what? So the very basic surface level of what yeah. DNA can tell you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not really complex, but like it it can get as good. Like you can make guesses. Mm -hmm. like, Estimate like good guesses, guesstimates, guesstimates that are like pretty reasonably accurate. Yeah. For like the size of the face and the nose and the mouth and the shape of the eyes, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and they can be like, you know, like sixty percent, say for example, accurate. Yeah. So they could. He then went and made masks of these people. Okay. So one Hannibal. Two. This guy isn't just some average dude. He's like legit three D printing something. No, he wants a three D print. That was my point. So it took him ages because he had to make a mask. But you can imagine it's like... Did he kill again? <laughs> Did this no, but he didn't have to kill anyone. He just went and got the DNA. That's creepy. Um, so I was thinking, in the future, could you take someone's DNA and 3D print... Could you imagine the amount of celebrities right, that have clones? Yeah, let's not say like a clone. Because okay. it's not kind of what we're talking But you could potentially 3D print... I'm not sure if you can. Like You can get someone's fingerprint maybe from DNA. Mm -hmm. do you think you could oh, crimes. Print, yeah, could you 3D print other people's parts? So, like, maybe 3D print their hand? How does science and just, the law develop together to understand that if your fingerprints are at a crime scene, it might not be accurate anymore? Well, like, yeah. 
that would be years. There would be so many people convicted if that became a thing. But here's, here's assuming that, like, we trust that people won't do that. I, I actually don't trust that people won't do that. If it becomes possible... Maybe someone will do that. If it becomes possible to 3D print... I think with stuff like that, though, I think as a... You, you'd have to be quite knowledgeable to be able to do that. Like, like if someone just you, wanted to go out and commit a crime, I don't think anyone would be able to do that. But do you need more than a biomed degree, really, to do that? Probably not, no. Biomeds, like, I'm not saying that's easy to get. I mean, in the future, because they'll probably learn about it but in depth in the future. there are quite a few biomed students out there. Mm, no, okay. probably not. Like, if you've got a degree in it, it's probably very, like, learnable. Mm. You probably learn about it, find somewhere that does it. Yeah. Pay someone to help you. Maybe go to your uni, ask your lecturer to help you. Hey, so <laughs> I've got this crime. This for me. I've got this crime that I want to do, but I want to frame someone, so... Yeah. I have to word it quite like, well. I don't know. I don't know if you can get um, fingerprints from DNA, but it was just an example. Like, I if this know. guy could make masks of people's... You could make hair, maybe. Yeah, Hair's exactly. a good piece of evidence. Like, you could maybe fake a crime scene. Mm. But that's, that's a negative side. Yeah, I was going to say, you've put it onto the yeah. creepy side. We're there to say, I'm there going with, like, saving children with hearts that last forever, and you're there like, ah. I just thought it was interesting. It is interesting. Like, most of this is really interesting. But I think I'm finding it, like... I'm finding this really interesting just because I didn't think we were there yet. Like, I did not know that we were at this There's point. There's people out there with an ear that the, the, was 3D printed. There was a kid in the TED Talks who's got a 3D printed bladder. He's had it for, like, five years. Oh, wow. And it works. That's the thing that always gets... I think because I always assume that things are so badly made these days, a lot of the time, that I assume that the bladder will have a sell-by like date. Like table. Like an iPhone. You or need to upgrade. <laughs> Yeah, every two years, yeah. Two years and then it's it, it's been designed to stop working. Upgrade your heart every two years. <laughs> no, but like, at what point does it become that that's a thing? Mm. I don't think... Most companies I don't really saying, yeah. care about, like, most of the people that their products are affecting. You have the big companies that the world focuses on and they're under pressure to be very, like, to know what's going on in their company and how it's affecting people. But when there's like 10 billion people on the earth and, you know, people are wishing that less people were on the earth, companies might be a bit more like, oh, uh, yeah, well, you know, that liver won't work for years. That kidney's... Yeah, maybe can... When, how they, much more consumerism until... Is can... there going to be planned obstinance in organs once they are, you know, in a couple of generations when they're just... Close. Yeah. Normal. I don't know, it could be a thing. When you're grown up, assuming that if, a, if an organ fails, you can just print a new one. I think that's where government will have to step in. Because there's no point, like... Well, I suppose, like, it's better than not having one in the first place, but mm. the point is that... I think the point is that they replace yeah. transplants from people who yeah. have donated their yeah. organs. But if if I was going to have this branded heart, <laughs> like, you know, like, that, that's going to not work in two years, but they're really marketing it to me, like, they've got they're these cool really videos sad. and, like... It's going to make me, like, really creative. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, because of the... <laughs> they do a new launch every year. Yeah. I would rather just go for the... Transplant list. Trans- the transplant list. Mm. And get one that's going to last but, me a lifetime, maybe. I don't know, maybe we're looking at it from, like, our millennial dystopian viewpoint a bit. I do that with everything, though. 
I just assume everything's going to be branded. <laughs> what I learned on my degree was. It will have to be branded. A company will probably be, mm. company will be producing them, so it will be branded in some way. But whether it'll be like now, like with medicines, it'll just be poorly branded, like mm. a name. Whether it'll be like marketed on TV, and you can see it in America, like, like they advertise all their. That's so weird. Yeah, because they have to pay for it. I just the NHS started advertising. Mm. But we we that's the point. We get no choice over the yeah the medicine. Um, we just hold here's your here's what you get. Here's what you get. Because uh, I think it's most it's a bit more choice. Like you could ask, you can ask for something. Mm. It's a bit cheaper. Well, know. that's marketed towards you. <laughs> Personalized ads. Yeah. Uh, I think I think we might leave it there. I think we might. Before we go into some sort of like future alien realm yeah. where we start 3D printing alien bits and adding them onto us. I had a bit on that, but we won't go into yeah, that. Yeah, won't go into it. Really but speculative. Would you have, so would you have a 3D printed um, okay. body part? Being within the context of me being um, someone who's never been to hospital, there's no wood for me to touch. I've never been forced with like any kind of situation where... I've been operated on, like, I've had, like, a moment where I thought I might die. Like, I've kind of blessed to have not have had that. So I don't know from experience how I would feel. I think I would just kind of be, like, whatever will keep me healthy for the longest amount of time. Mm, with the highest probability. Yeah. So if that, if I get told the transplant list is usually two years, you're going to feel really sick for two years and then you're going to you're going to be ill for years afterwards because your body might reject it your immune system's going to be messed up and then it should be okay if your body is fine with it or we can just make one out of you yeah 3d print it from your own i would probably like just be like no brainer take my cells make it like it seems it seems like a no brainer Hmm. i think it's a bit early stages to i would be the same no for sure i think i think i would be less it feels like it's kind of not yours, but it's it's made yeah. for you as well. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's not. Wasn't grown. In, you know, it wasn't because when it's someone else's, you feel like it's not yours, and mm. there's probably that weird thing. Right? Yeah, having someone else's organ inside of you is probably just something a bit that you have to get a used thought, to. Yeah, yeah. A bit weird. Plus, there's horror films on that, and that would creep me out. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I think that's it for this episode. And you should listen to our next podcast, which will be in two weeks' time, which will be on renewable energy. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I've got quite strong. <laughs> You're excited, and I'm just there. Like, I made up in renewable energy the other day. That's your brief. Completely breeze. fictional, but I'm going to talk about that anyway. Yeah, maybe we'll keep it more lighthearted and do a bit more. Because, like yeah, this isn't really my realm, so my, my realm is to make them up. And I'm going to tell you one that I made up. Cool. Yeah, and if you want to hear what I made up and try and steal it and create it, you have to listen. Cool. <laughs> Bye. Bye.